Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Imagine if the election were held today. Question, would insulting Jewish Americans help get this president reelected? He doubled down today on what he should already know was a bigoted reference about them. Why? We're going to ask a Trump whisperer, a good pal, Chris Ruddy. He knows the news business. He knows politics. He knows this president. Can he help us understand what's going on? And as this country does get ready to pick its next leader or to keep the current one, this president is actually picking a fight with another ally, calling its female prime minister nasty. Our great debate takes on his basis and his bombast. And the president says he has an appetite for background checks, but it seems to be the only food that he'll take a bite of and then spit it out. An ex-NRA member is here urging him to finally be strong. It's your country. Who should lead it? Let's get after it. Election Watch. The president's positions on major matters seem to be as clear as mud. Proof. Listen to Tuesday Trump versus today Trump. Payroll tax is something that we think about, and a lot of people would like to see that. I'm not looking at a tax cut now. We don't need it. We have very, very strong background checks right now. They call it the slippery slope. And all of a sudden, everything gets taken away. We're not going to let that happen. Oh, I have an appetite for background checks. We're going to be doing background checks. That's the proof. That's just taxes and gun control. Is the economy the strongest ever, or is it desperate for juicing? Does he have an appetite? Or is the NRA giving him a tummy ache and is going at Denmark's female PM for being, quote, nasty over a Greenland deal that never was good for America? That is the premise of the great debate. Jenk Uger, Kaylee McEnany. Thank you both. Kaylee, we'll take uh, we'll do this one, two, three style. Let's start uh, with Denmark. What is the upside to the posture of the president vis-a-vis that ally? Well, look, there's a tremendous upside were we to acquire Greenland. Uh, It's a strategic location. It's important uh, in the event that a nuclear weapon was to take off from China or Russia. Uh, The president's actually smart and strategic in saying, hey, I'm interested in this. And for the prime minister to outright just say this is absurd and what would be a diplomatic negotiation or discussion. Selling a country is would yeah, be a diplomatic course. negotiation. Did anyone, it's a sovereign. Did, did anyone make fun of Harry Truman for offering $100 million in 1946 for Greenland? It is a smart, diplomatic, strategic move. And the prime minister of Denmark just shot it out of hand and said it's absurd. So the president responded in kind and said, pay your fair share into NATO so we stop footing your bill. Jenk, how do you see it? Yeah, I think the president's a lunatic. Uh, And I think that we've got to be honest about it. And we've got to start talking about the 25th Amendment right now. So this guy cancels a diplomatic trip to Denmark because he's so thin-skinned, he gets triggered so easily that when Denmark says, no, we're not going to sell you Greenland, he says, my feelings were hurt. Apparently, he needs a safe space. But on top of that, in the same 24-hour period, he basically called himself 
the second coming of God and the king of Israel. The man is deeply mentally unstable. The cabinet should convene immediately to discuss the 25th Amendment. And I'm not kidding. The emperor has no clothes. The emperor has no mind. We're ignoring the elephant in the room. He is mentally unstable, and it's obvious. Well, cabinet is not going to do that. And if anybody reads the 25th Amendment, we'll see that it really has to be uh, triggered, no no pun intended, uh, by those uh, in power close to the president. He would have the ability to undo it. I don't think it's in any way feasible. Let's stick to policy here. Kaylee, uh, when we're looking at taxes, he says payroll tax. We're looking at it. We're talking about it. Payroll tax, not going to happen. Not going to happen. One day apart. What happened? Well, it's a debate within the administration whether now is the time uh, to give yet another tax cut. This is a key part of the president's strategy. Uh, He's having this debate and he's having it publicly in front of and with the American people. But tax cuts work. This is the hottest economy on record, lowest unemployment rate for black Americans and Hispanic Americans. How is it the hottest on on record? record? Lowest unemployment rate for black Americans, Hispanic Americans, generational lows in unemployment, great productivity report, wages growing at the fastest pace in a decade and twice as fast for low and middle income Americans. No arguing with the Trump economy. It's why we're going to win in 2020. Well, it's certainly going to be what they rest uh, the campaign on in major part, Jenk. Of course, uh, your side will argue that the strength of it is a continuation of it. And the tax cut was an artificial juicing. And if the economy is so strong, why do you need to juice it again? Yeah. So he says uh, the economy is fantastic and we need to cut interest rates. That actually makes no sense at all. If the economy was booming, you'd be worried about inflation and you wouldn't be cutting interest rates. You'd actually be increasing the interest rates. The reality is that the economy is not booming. Every economist in the country is worried about a recession. And in fact, the Trump administration is deeply worried about a recession. They just told donors that there was a moderate risk of recession. And the only reason they're considering a payroll tax cut, which would actually go to the employees, is because they know the only thing that actually stimulates the economy is not supply side economics, but actually getting finally the American workers some sort of relief. But uh, and, and the reason they're considering that yeah. now, and, and Trump is obviously lying about that he wasn't, uh, he's, it's not connected to the recession, is because they're really, really worried we're about to hit a recession. Well, look, I mean, there and is by a little way, bit. Kaylee, when we do hit the recession, will you come back on here and admit the supply side economics and tax cuts for the rich didn't I, work? It's, it's really quite disgusting that you're rooting on a recession, also telling lies to the American people. The I'm vast not rooting majority, for it. I'm just telling you it's going to happen. The vast majority of economists do not foresee a recession, actually. I yes, take they my, do. I take my notes from them, not from you. But to root on a recession with your buddy Bill Maher there, it's really a pretty I'm sick I'm not doing move. that. When 71% tell CNN the economy is in good shape, the facts are not on your side. Right, but hold on a second. Let's, let's no, leave it now. Let's just set the table. We don't we don't do that on this show, Kayla. You don't have to accuse him of rooting for a recession. You know, he isn't. Recessions are economic cyclical realities. The question is not if it's when we all know that the concern with the economic policy. And I've been on record saying I get why you guys, you know, Navarro, Mulvaney and the president as an echo of it. Don't like what Powell did with the rates that he raised them too much too soon. I think that's a viable economic argument. However, if you have a strong economy, you would not put into play mechanisms that you may need if there's a recession, like messing with rates, like using another tax cut. If the economy's strong, you don't do those things. You do it when it needs help. So which is it? Because when you're fueling a strong economy, the belief of conservatives, the belief and the truth of it is that tax cuts fuel economic growth. That's paid for tax tax cuts cuts and jobs paid for tax cuts. You didn't pay for the last one. Now they're worried about the deficit. Why would you put another one on, especially one that will starve Social Security and Medicare? 
Over time, GDP goes up. As we've seen, it's already starting to go up and revenue increases. Uh, so in the long run, tax cuts Sometimes, do pay not for always. themselves. One but last that one. didn't happen. Yeah, it hasn't happened. We haven't seen the bur- burst in investment that we expected. We saw stock buybacks. So you'd have to target the tax cut the right way. But one more question. Background checks. Is there an appetite or is the Atlantic reporting right that the president told the NRA, don't worry about it, it's not going to happen? Well, I don't believe Atlantic so, reporting or so-called sources, uh, but this president is the one who fixed the criminal background check system with the Fix Nix Act. He wants solutions, but he wants solutions that work, like red flag laws that take guns from mentally ill red individuals. Lo- red flag laws happen state by state, not on the federal level. Do you, you believe that background it. checks of all commercial transactions should be covered? I support the president's stance on this. It's a discussion that's being had, and this president strengthened the background the check system. President Obama yeah, uh, did well, not. Well, forget and about red Obama. Flag laws, What's the by position? The way, no, forget about red flag red laws. Flag What's the laws? position? Hold on, hold on, guys. The, the position Wait a minute. is we want to find. Haley, I got to ask you. I got to ask you which president's position, because right after the shooting, he said he was for federal background checks, and he said that he was absolutely clear about it. He said he, he. He meets with Wayne. Hold on, let me ask a question. The, then he meets. Then he meets with Wayne Lapierre. And, and then he comes out and he's not bright enough right, to so let's cover just clear up his it up. corruption. Let's, let's give, and he, and he give says, Haley a chance and he to clear says, it up. I'm not, yeah, I know, says, we I'm all not know that he's waffling. So what he is the position? He took the $30 million from the NRA. He, he's corrupt. Right, That's why he did it. Let's he, get he the position. What is he the position, Kaylee? He said he wants meaningful background checks. We are talking with Congress, but you are doing a disservice to everyone in this country by not focusing on the real problem here, which is mental illness. Mental and illness is not the root of our gun violence. We could have kept a gun out of the hand of the Parkland he's shooter not do it, right? if we seized a weapon from a mentally ill individual. Red flag laws work. He said he would do federal background checks. He's it's not going to do it, right, Kaylee? Yeah, he said meaningful background checks. What is meaningful? We already, so by what the way, mean? we already have a criminal background check system in this country. But it doesn't sure cover all commercial sales. They're and, loopholes. And what shooting would have been stopped by the loopholes you're citing? So, but you don't have an answer. You don't know that a red flag law would have stopped the parking shooter. 97% of Americans want a background check. Could have. And we cannot get it in a so-called democracy because of corruption. Donald right. Trump was uh, got $30 million from the NRA, and he serves the NRA, Red and he was stupid enough work. to admit it. He came out and he said, there were very strong backers of mine. Right. They were very strong backers. Let's leave that it here. They gave me money, let's, and I did what I wanted, let's, what they wanted. That's called the swamp. Let's it's corrupt. Let's That's leave it here. Allow all these the, mass shootings to happen certainly, over and over again. That's, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Jenk, I'm out of time. But listen, here's what we know as a matter of fact. Twice he said he wanted background checks twice he said it was going to happen twice he talked to the nra twice it changed so and he it, passed the fix nix act so Signed it's on him law. but fix nix is not the same thing information sharing matters covering all the transactions matters red flag laws matter they all matter it's not either or it's about all of it it's about attacking it with an urgency that suggests that you get how big the problem is let's see when that happens jenk thank you kaylee i appreciate you making the case as always thank you all right so now we go to the other side of the ball All right. We know the president has his problems on these issues. We're laying it out. You see the debate. It's obvious. What about the Democrats? We got to look deeper inside the poll because it's not just about who got the pop. It's not just about the two headed animal on the left now. Right. Of Sanders and Warren. I don't mean that as uh, an insult. It's an insight. What about Harris? What happened to Kamala Harris? What does it say about where that party is? The Wizard of Odds has been looking deep. What did he see? Next. Breaking news on the 2020 race. Another Democrat 
is out. Washington Governor Jay Inslee announcing he will withdraw from the election. Though not time to quite break on the countdown clocks, but 2020 is fast approaching. We need to start looking at what's happening, not as this tit-for-tat game, but through the lens of what does it mean for electability. Former VP Joe Biden, not shy about bragging about his front-runner status in the polls, but, you know, I believe we got lost in that headline. There's other, maybe more important news about the state of play in that party, starting with Senator Kamala Harris, who suddenly got trouble. So let's get to the Wizard of Oz. He's been digging in for us. Uh, Inslee getting out. Look, Harry, not a huge surprise, no. even though we're relatively early. He wasn't going to make the next cut. Exactly. And how do you survive? Yeah, exactly. You're not going to make the cut. You can't get the fundraising. And he was just averaging zero to one percent. There are a bunch of those candidates. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not the last one to drop out as we go forward. So I said to you and Harry in his inimitable way, he is like an encyclopedia of this stuff. So I was like, wow, what a drop for Harris. 17 in some poll, 14, now down to five. He says, well, you know, we kind of saw that with Herm Cain, kind of saw that with Fiorina. And then he started to look into it about what it means so we can understand what is the reality of what we see with Kamala Harris. Why did it happen? What does it mean? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the first things we should look at is African-American voters, because these are they make up 20 percent of the electorate. They are a huge part of the Democratic primary process. No Democratic candidate has won the nomination since at least 1992 without winning the majority of African-Americans. And take a look at this trend line among them. So this is in the Quinnipiac University mm -hmm. polls. Look at this. So Joe Biden has been leading with them the entire time. But look at what happened in the June slash July numbers that occurred right after the debate. Kamala Harris jumped all the way up from 8% to 27%. Joe Biden fell from 44% to 31%, a near-even matchup. And that mirrored what was a near-even matchup in the polls just after that first debate. So I don't get it. So if she goes into the debate, she gives him that pop in the nose. He yeah. wasn't ready for it. He doesn't handle it. She's got the T-shirts ready to sell on the success. Where'd it go? Uh, well, it went in a number of different ways. And I think one of the things that we should point out here, and this is very, very important. And this just is a question that Pew Research asked, which is, are you excited about the other candidates and asked us of different candidate supporters? And what do we see here? This is very important. 78% of Kamala Harris supporters say that they are excited about the other candidates, which means they're much more likely to change their minds. Compare that to someone like Biden, only 53% of his supporters say they are excited about other candidates, which kind of explains why he's been pretty steady in the polls for the most part, with the exception of that first debate drop. And Bernie Sanders, the same thing. Wait, this hurts me too. Because I've been talking the talk that maybe the Warren move of eating into Bernie Sanders. And again, I don't say the two-headed animal in any insulting way. I'm saying that they seem to be splitting sure. the same pie. But what does this 80 tell us? Well, I, it tells you that that support may, in fact, be a lot softer than you think it is. And that, of course, isn't so much of a surprise if you remember that Elizabeth Warren started out this race in the mid-single digits and she's risen up. So she's taken away some of those other people's supporters. And if a, if a voter has moved once towards one candidate, it wouldn't, shouldn't be surprising if they move again towards another candidate. Give me one more uh, fact for people or one more insight as we're starting to look at things through the lens of what it means in terms of electability. Give them one more thing. I, I think that there's just one other thing, and that is... Take a look at this. This is very interesting. The relative amount of cable news mentions. You need cable news. You need press mentions in order to give your... Uh yourself oxygen. It's all about press. It's all about generating press for yourself. And look at this. Kamala Harris only had 7% of the relative cable news mentions the week before the first debates. That jumped up to 37% after the week after the first debates. But look at this. She blew this opportunity. Week after the second debates, she was down to 9%. If you get cable news mentions, if you get press mentions, don't mess with it. You've got to come on to get the mentions. We That's exactly right. We can't accept the invitations. A note to all involved. Wiz? Appreciate it. Shalom, As brother. As always. Shalom. All right. Harry Enton, the Wizard of Oz. So 
the Democratic side. You're going to see 10 of the Democratic presidential candidates debating the best solutions to the issue that you, if you're on the left part of the political spectrum, you say it's your most important issue, not even the economy, climate crisis. We're going to do it right here on CNN in two weeks. So it's something that we should all be keeping our eye on. Now, in the meantime, a devastating blow to the climate fight is what's right now on the screen, and it's not getting enough attention. These are record wild fires in Brazil, in the Amazon rainforest, you know, ag- ag- you know, accurately called like the lungs of our planet. Now, the leader of Brazil had said, oh, this happens every year. No, they have like 70 percent more wildfires than we had. All right. So I want to keep it on your radar when we return. And, you know, it seems like the president caved to the NRA again. This is twice that he said he wanted something to happen. Twice he's talked to the NRA reportedly and twice he's backed off. So now, today, the president says, I have an appetite for tougher gun laws. How long will his appetite last? Is this a happy meal or is it like a seven course dinner? Let's talk about it next. All right. This president once again picking a fight with a U.S. ally, this time a personal attack against the Danish prime minister for saying no thanks to the president's suggestion that he wanted to buy Greenland, which isn't for sale. I thought that the prime minister's statement that it was absurd, that was a, it was an absurd idea, was nasty. I thought it was an inappropriate statement. All she had to do is say, no, we wouldn't be interested. S.E. Cup joins me now. What's your take on the Denmark situation? Well, it's Trump. Trump is fairly predictable, uh, if not anything else, in that when he's told by a man, uh, a man says no to him. He has a very sort of specific reaction when he's told by a woman no uh, or criticized by a woman. He has this one to call her nasty. And, you know, I'm, I'm no psychologist. I don't know if there's some some, you know, deep, deep meaning hidden in that. But it is his arguably his go to attack on women who say no women who I think he was used to for a very long time. Women saying yes to him. And and I think he's personally insulted and offended and threatened when any woman, especially a, a powerful woman, a, a woman in a leadership position, says no to him. So to play on the phrase, what is rotten in Denmark? I mean, it's one thing if he's like yeah. upset at you because you push back on him on a policy that he wants or, you know, you come at him about his politics on something. But this is about something that is absurd by definition. Greenland's not for sale. Kaylee McEnany's bringing right. up Truman in 1946 trying to buy Greenland. There was a totally different set of circumstances of going there. And it was about parlay among company, uh, countries. This was about him talking with his own guys about it. And it's a sovereign. Right. So I don't understand why he would pick this fight right now. Can you help? Well, because he's pathologically insecure. And so this wasn't so much for the not a psychologist taking. Well, I mean, he wasn't taking issue with her resistance on policy. He was taking issue with the way he spoke. She spoke to him and and about him. And so for him, there's no he'll, he'll walk away from no fight. Uh, in which he feels personally insulted. So so I don't think he wants to have policy fights. I mean, that's absurd. <laughs> what he wants is to have the personal, he wants to have the personal fight because he knows, you know, he, it makes him feel feel tough. So, S.A., on, what, what is your read on the reality of the background checks? I mean, there is no question that as a matter of fact and timeline, when the NRA gets into his ear, 
he changes his position. I'm not saying it's the money. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a matter of fact that he changes. Now, today, again, yeah. he says he has an appetite uh, for it. Do you think, and Kaylee, I got to tell you, I mean, I respect Kaylee. I have her on the show. I don't feel her on this. She said, we want meaningful background checks. And when I said, well, do you think all commercial transactions should be covered? She doesn't want to answer it. I don't understand the position. Well, look, um, you know, she is right. We need to fix our NICS system. And, um, you know, NSSF has been working on legislation to do that because our background checks are only as good as the information we put into them. But to it is absolutely reasonable. I say this as a gun owner um, to expand background checks to include private sales. That's that's the loophole that that most people acknowledge is a problem. I, I don't have a problem with that. What's weird to me for Trump and the politics of this is neither do NRA members. A majority of NRA members support expanding background checks. A majority of gun owners support background checks, universal background checks. So it seems to me Trump is putting Wayne LaPierre ahead of actual NRA members. Mm. And it just looks really weak because the NRA is not in as powerful a position as it was True. just a couple of years ago. True. And they're not going to walk. They're not going to pull their support from Trump. There's nowhere else for them to go. And not to mention, Trump already did sign new gun legislation. He banned bump stocks yeah. after Las Vegas. I, I, don't, I didn't hear the NRA blast him or threaten to withdraw their support. So this would be his moment. If he's got an appetite for, uh, for background checks, do it. Prove it. Well analyzed, as always. Sarah Elizabeth, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Be well. All right. The president also renewed his threat today to end birthright citizenship. It is guaranteed by the Constitution. So I want to look at the lens of the election through the fights that this president takes up. Uh, And we have Trump friend Chris Ruddy, head of Newsmax, here. He understands these policies from a point of their origination. And we're lucky to have him tonight. Let's get after it. Next. All right, some heady references. The King of Israel, the second coming of God, before the president declared himself the chosen one today. He ate up that messianic praise of a host on Newsmax, retweeting a far-right conspiracy theorist, Wayne Allen Root's words, a flattery and criticism for Jews who don't support this president's election. The CEO of Newsmax joins us now. Chris Ruddy, longtime friend of President Trump, friend of show. Good to have you. Thank Chris, you. Thank you. Let's just tick through some of these. Well, uh, well before these we do it, Wayne Root, I, I've never heard him described as a conspiracy theorist. He's been a broadcaster, best-selling author for many years. So this was news. And he didn't say anything that was over the top. He praised the president. Called him the he, king of the Jews? Well, he said as a Jew, I think he was saying it but he's not tongue in cheek. Right? Well, you should ask him his religious belief. I, I don't, don't want to. I don't ask him. my employee. People I wasn't going to ask you to defend him, but yeah. you're bringing it up. No, but he's my point is, he's about not a, President he's Obama. He's a far right. Uh, I wouldn't say he's, he's a, a far right conspiracy theorist. He's a birther. Well, there's people that believe it. I disagree. I believe that Obama was born in the United States. Some people believe. No, no, no. I don't think that's far right conspiracy theory. What else is it? If that you're saying that Obama wasn't born in this country and it's not a far right conspiracy, what is it? I don't believe it's a conspiracy theory. People, it took Obama, what, five years to release his birth certificate. Had he released it like other presidential candidates, it wouldn't have been an issue. This guy won't even release his taxes, this president. Well, and you're saying that Obama had some litmus test of proving his citizenship? the president said that he will release it when, when the audit is done. What audit? 
Well, we're waiting for that audit. What about to the, the proof of the audit, Chris? This is a well, bad road. Congress for you. is. I got to be Congress honest. Is, I wasn't even going to put you I'm, on this. Hey, road. I've I've said before that the president should release his tax returns, but I also believe that if there is an audit, I have no reason to believe that Why he's won't not he show telling proof the truth. Of the audit? Well, I think Congress is going to pretty well know fairly quickly whether there's an audit or not. They, but. Why won't he show us proof of the audit? If you want Obama to show you a birth figures, certificate right away, why believe, wouldn't he give us proof of the audit? I believe all political figures should release their birth certificates. There are other documents. And the, and the, the short form of the certificate came right out of the way. I don't want to go through the vetting of the president of Obama. That's embarrassing to this country. He also said, your employee, that well, the Vegas he wasn't shooting... Well, he's what, a host on one of the shows, yeah. Doesn't that count? Well, he's not an employee, but... Well, he's under the banner of Newsmax. He yes, is under the banner of Newsmax. He but said to the be Vegas shooting accurate, was done by Muslim terrorists. That what shooting was? The Las Vegas shooting. Well, I don't this know. I'm guy. not here to defend Wayne, but well, you I just have started by doing but, that. But uh, well, I'm not here to say every comment that you accuse him of making. I'm I think not accusing should, him of making. He said I can these tell things. you for sure Wayne Root would come on your show. I'm and sure talk he would. About any of these issues. So you should call him up. And but I don't him want him to there. give him the audience to talk well, this crap on well, my show. I'm not sure. He never talks on, on Newsmax about Look, Muslims killing You should people. know a little bit more about the guys so, who are under your banner. So. I'm saying that's what he said about the president today. What I want to talk about is this. This president is a sophisticated guy, especially when it comes to Jewish Americans. He's been surrounded by him growing up. He doesn't have any excuse of ignorance. He is told that this is a dangerous description of Jews, who you're who loyal told to. Him that that was I'm, to. I'm asking him. I'm, I'm well, asking you. I, I, he is sophisticated you know, enough to know what's going on around in the world, right? He pays attention to his media 24-7. They're saying Jewish leaders, Jewish groups, don't talk about us this way, about whom we're loyal to, creating this paradox yeah. of are you loyal to Israel or us? Don't do it. And then today he doubles down and does it again. Why? Well, I don't believe that he was intending any anti You know, he is the first Jewish president when you get down to it. I mean, it's the most pro-Israel. That's what Root said. Most way, pro, he wrote a piece about He is that. the most pro-Israel president and that we've ever And he meant it as a negative, by His the way. His daughter married a Jew, converted to Judaism. I think he likes... I'm not likes, saying he's anti-Semitic. You know, yeah. I'm not saying he's anti-Semitic. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's a start the, because that's, that's being not said on a lot of networks. Conduct. Where I'm, but, not, I'm but, not a lot of networks. I'm I, me. I don't what like the use of the word disloyal in this case. But then why don't you but, say that? Start by well, I saying... I just said it. I know. I just you, said why it. Why don't you, you start by saying say? he shouldn't have said it? Not by saying no. he's not anti-Semitic. I can only tell you what I don't like and I don't think is... He's, he's his own person. And as we know, this man, like, he's not a typical politician. I think the... What does People that mean? In this no, country, I, I you have to help me understand look, this. Because not you, being you a, come from a political family. I know, but you that know, doesn't mean father, that it's okay to say bigoted things because that means you're different. And most of the political figures are highly scripted in everything they do. Most presidents are highly. This is the first president we've ever had where he's not scripted really at all. And he's going out just telling people what he thinks. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. But what I he don't thinks think is that Jews are ignorant or disloyal no, if they vote think, for Democrats? Well, I think he's I think he's got frustration that he has been so supportive of Jewish causes, including the support of the state of Israel. I mean, Obama was very lax, allowed the Iranians to have a very bad nuclear deal with Iran. 
And you blew and up everybody the deal, and now they're running roughshod all over the world with no checks I think, on them. I think that deal needed to be confronted, and I think the president's been pretty smart in how he's handled it. Really? He hasn't you like the situation with Iran right now? You feel we're in a better position? Well, I think we're in a better position where they were just a few months from building nuclear weapons. No, they were no within, under the deal, it was the opposite no, of Within that. six months, you they would have had a... You had a That's not what the And I think the about. Iranians have been thrown back on their hackles. I think this president has a better idea of how to approach them. So then so, it's picking up the fight with Denmark. Why? Greenland's not for sale. I mean, I'm amazed. I was Why just watching SC Cup on your show yeah. earlier, and I mean, I, I couldn't believe she's saying that the president said this because it's a woman and he's against women. I mean, we're, we're, how? first he's against Jews, now he's against women. All night I didn't say he's against no, but I I say, he's saying but stupid should have, things. But you've challenged me on Wayne Root, who I don't control at all. He's a uh, radio host. Listen. We have him on Newsmax. Okay. Hold on. You... Hold on. Uh, you, you Jump to the defensive. I was going to leave Root alone. No, but I was you, going to do you a favor. You jumped into that mud. Now you got it on you. That's not on me, Chris. Well, you're saying things that I think Wayne Root should defend. No, I'm I not said having to, him on the show. He doesn't deserve it. You don't but, get but, to talk that kind of look, trash. I know and you want to change him. the subject about no, S that, Cup, that but just, I don't want to change it. Speak we about know Cup. Donald Trump is an equal opportunity offender, right? He talks about when he doesn't care. War in he, nasty he's terms. He's not against. He he's a, he he like tells people what he thinks. You and I might not like it. It's Look, very politically incorrect. What do they all have but in common? But he is not tar- What do all these people have in common? Look, that what, what is the Canadian prime minister? Is he a woman? Is, is he a woman? I wouldn't yeah, say man, that the president, a, the president I, I attacked But he didn't Trudeau. call him nasty, did the he? The president attacked what, what do they all yeah, have in you common? Could, you could show 30 men that he's attacked and criticized. I know, Why don't but, you have, I mean, this but is he like, deals with hundreds and hundreds of men, CNN, and he deals with much less women, and he calls much more of that percentage of people Nasty. For CNN to take a group of women that he's criticized and say he's against, he's a misogynist. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying but not don't take talk about women this way. Men, but he's done and this. I don't think you should talk about anyone no, this way. I, think I don't think you should encourage any kind of bigotry, any kind of hate, any kind of divisiveness, well, especially I agree with as a you. president. I agree with you. And that's why I'm asking you, because you I, understand I don't, where his head is, and I want to know why well, he thinks I think it's good for him. I think his head, first of all, I don't speak for Donald Trump. Make that clear. But you understand him. You're not well, a I've known person, him for you many years, him. and I like him, and I think he's a good president. But I think I look, I look at his results, and I think he's a non-politician. And I don't agree with everything he says or does. But I think if you look overall at his record, he's got a tremendous record on the economy, on national security, on foreign the policy. He's so good. Why so desperate to juice it? I don't understand. Well, I think because... Leave it alone and leave the tools. Every time I turn on CNN or MSNBC, it says we're about ready to head to a depression. I'm like, what's going on here? We have one of the best economies. Are you saying he's doing his policy in reaction to our reporting? He's talked about doing a tax cut, but the economy is doing very well. We had a Federal Reserve that increased interest rates. A lot and fast. Nine times in 18 months. The only reason you increase interest rates if there's signs of inflation, that's the primary reason... There were no signs of inflation over the past 18 months. And you ask yourself, Jerome Powell, who was appointed first by Obama, yeah. who the president had confidence in, said, right. you're going to support a low interest environment in this low inflation environment. And he's flouted that. Well, when you have, well, first of all, so I, I, I think have the said president's times, right to I, I criticize want to go to break. the I want to keep Reserve. you for another block because I want to talk to you about whether or not you think we have any shot on uh, reasonable gun reform and what it might look like or not. You got a second to stick around? Sure. I appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. It's hard to say no, not last National but TV, but I'd let you go if you have to. to my head. Uh, no, never. God forbid. Molly uh, figuratively I, speaking. Uh, 100%. What I'm saying is this. I want to go to break right now, but I want to talk about what is the chance of something happening? Because the president has come at it two different ways. Why 
and where may we get? It's something that's got to be of interest to a majority of this country. We're lucky that we have somebody who knows where the president's head is and why. So let's use that insight. Let's get after it right after this break. Thank you. I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. Very often when I'm engaging in political debate and we're having people going, I will indulge in things that I think I already understand just for the sake of people figuring it out. But this is a a good opportunity with the Newsmax CEO, CEO uh, Chris Ruddy, who understands the president and is thinking on a number of issues because of their relationship on something I don't get. I see the background checks, and thank you for staying for a second block, as a big win for him. Because you know the majority of the country, overwhelming, wants it. Gun owners, overwhelming, say, yeah, all sales should be checked. We don't want the wrong people getting weapons. Most gun owners are incredibly responsible people, and they're very respectful of the right. And they're good with process. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a gun owner. Most of the ones I know are like that. So there's a win for him because where's the NRA membership going to go? Where, what is, where does Wayne LaPierre going to do to this president? He doesn't need his money. Are they going to mobilize someone against him in a primary like Joe Walsh or Bill Weld? This is all upside for him. His followers can't leave him. He did bump stocks. Why not move on this? And more so, why vacillate? Well, again, I can't speak for him. I haven't spoken but the to thinking, him. The thinking behind well, the vacillation. I I think he's probably for sensible things related to guns. I think he's said that and indicated where the policy falls. Congress is out of session this summer right now, so we're going to have more formative uh, in terms of legislation. But he could call him back and say all sales should be covered by background checks. But you know what? There's a lot of data, Chris. Um, John Lott has done a lot of data and research and said not one of the massacres or the mass killings would have ever been prevented by a background check system. That some of these, the Toledo and El Paso cases, they had no priors. Right. And what basis would you have that? And then you would have to have red flags. Yeah. And that people like our friend Alan Dershowitz says you can't have. It's a violation of well, civil who cares rights. What Dershowitz says. No, what but I'm saying is, do you, you want to be having, have them already? You want to have saying somebody is, saying, you know, Chris Cuomo said he was going to kill someone, and then it's on it's, a database for the rest of your life. It's proof-based so, intervention. Here's what I'm saying, Chris. Get, it's an emotional reaction. I think no, it's we not should, an emotional look, reaction. I think background checks make a lot of sense. Uh, that's my point. My yeah, point is this: so, I think it's not one thing; it's everything. You, so you do it so that reasonably you have all different sales. You're going to yeah. check some sales. Why not check all the sales? But I don't think Fine. it solves the problem, but the underlying the problem. But you don't know what will and what won't. Why won't you try anything? You know, it, when you care about something, you don't know what is going to make a big difference in the economy. So you try all your different tools. You want to move on. the rates. You want to do yeah. a tax cut. I'm not talking about bans. What I'm so saying smart. is you do red flag laws and you help with the funding. You increase access to health care. You increase the uh, dialogue on respect for people with mental health so they seek help. You check all the different sales. You do everything you can because you care. We were chatting about this a little bit in the break. People say Donald Trump's liberal. He's conservative. I think he's pragmatic at the end of the day. He looks at the data. He looks at information. And he's a business guy. He wants to see things that work. So, you know, on one hand, he says the background checks make sense. But I guess on the other hand, and I guess I'm surmising here, says, OK, would it have stopped any of these killings at the end of the day? And so and I think each time after talking to LaPierre, he's backed off the position. Well, I don't know. I'm not privy to any of those. Conversations. But why would he be afraid of that guy? So, uh, uh, look, I think gun rights is a Second Amendment. It's enshrined in the Constitution, sure. the right, the right to have uh, firearms. And in in electorally, it's very important. The NRA has been a very where important, are those powerful organization. Go? 
Where are they well, going to go? they're going to go into the election booth and vote. You think they're going to vote yeah. against Trump because well, of background uh, checks when the overwhelming you know, majority I have been of been amazed okay in it? my life, and you probably have had this experience of people you meet that are Democratic voters that vote on the gun issue, that they normally vote Democratic. But, but they're in somebody, favor of these checks. It's like 82%. Well, you know, and, oh, the numbers are always super majorities. Anyway, Chris, I got to leave it there. But it, I love this dialogue because I want us to be talking about how we can get to a better place and figuring out why we're not there. So I always appreciate your... Well, and I appreciate your open-mindedness and having a conversation. Always. You're always welcome here, and thank you for taking the opportunity. Glad to be here. All right, so we're talking about the president a lot because I'm looking at it through the lens of the election. And he is a sitting president. He wants four more years. One of the things is to look at his disposition with foreign relations in terms of how he treats allies and people who are inimical to the U.S. cause. I have an argument to lay out if the election were today and you were going to judge by what happened just today, what choice would you make? I'll lay out the facts next. All right. So here's the argument. If the election were right now, whom would you vote for to be your next leader? Let's examine what happened just today in some major foreign policy situations through that lens. Not merely, well, what's outrageous, or I can't believe he said this, or, you know, he's an atypical politician. All that BS rationality. Throw it out. What should a leader do in your estimation? For example, when discussing the China trade deal process, this president said the following. Somebody had to do it. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. Well, what was he looking up at there? Now, is that confidence and strength, or are you going to ascribe it to numbskulled narcissism? You're going to have to choose. Now, as a matter of clarity, no one had to do what he's doing with China. He forced this situation. There's no doubt there are trade inequities. There's no doubt that China steals intellectual property. But many, even in his party, didn't like the timing or the strategy involved here. And as a result, they're not happy with how our farmers are being hurt and our markets are being roiled. Next front. This president says that certain Democrats hate Israel and thus Jewish Americans are ignorant or disloyal if they vote Democratic. Now, when it came out and he has to be aware of this, forget about growing up in Queens where, you know, we all knew Jewish people, Christian people. We knew better than to talk this way. The leadership has come out and said, you're repeating a bigoted trope. Even with that out there, today the president said this. In my opinion, you vote for a Democrat, you're being very disloyal to Jewish people, and you're being very disloyal to Israel. He then retweeted a known conspiracy theorist. Look, I like having Chris Ruddy on the show, the head of Newsmax. He's wrong about his guy. He's wrong about what he said. And... It is controversial. And no, he is not getting a platform on my show to push his BS. But this guy, you know, Obama birther and all this other stuff, the president of the United States retweets him saying this. Jewish people in Israel love him, talking about Trump, like he's the king of Israel. They love him like he's the second coming of God. Maybe that's why he called himself the chosen one. Now, another tactic presents another question for you. Should a leader badmouth other American presidents if it's done to flatter a despot like this? Again, just from today. The fact is, President Putin totally outsmarted 
President Obama on Crimea and other things. He made a living on outsmarting President Obama. Today, this president also threatened to release terrorists into key ally lands, France and Germany included, if they don't comply with his demand on prisoner transfers. We're holding thousands of ISIS fighters right now, and Europe has to take them. And if Europe doesn't take them, I'll have no choice but to release them into the countries from which they came, which is Germany and France and other places. So you flatter the despot from Russia who interferes in your election and plays you like a puppet, but you attack France and Germany? Also today, and a little bit yesterday, the president got into it with Denmark after he decided that buying Greenland could be a good idea. He didn't discuss it with them. He discussed it with his guys. Greenland is a sovereign country, not a golf course. The prime minister of Denmark, Greenland is a Danish territory, but self-ruled, said Greenland belongs to Greenland and not Denmark, and that the idea that it is for sale is absurd. Here is the response of the man who wants to continue to be your face to the world. I thought that the prime minister's statement that it was absurd that was a, it was an absurd idea, it was nasty. I thought it was an inappropriate statement. But what he thought was appropriate was backing out of a visit with a key NATO ally to punish them, he says, for how they spoke to the U.S. The prime minister didn't say anything about the United States except flattering things about the relationship. But this president saw her as inappropriate. In some, as you assess whom should lead if it were today, just today, He praised Putin, saying he was a better leader than President Obama. He called a NATO ally nasty, a woman, of course. He threatened to unleash ISIS fighters on two others. He offered Russia back into the G7, or G8 in that case, if they wanted. He repeated that voting for a Democrat would be disloyal of Jewish people. And he called himself the chosen one, discussing the China trade deal. And remember, he's the one who provoked the tariffs that are suffocating our farmers. That's just foreign policy. It's not about nitpicking. It's about assessing just one day in the life of a leader who's asking you to keep him in power. A taste of the walk and talk of a man who gets only 40 percent approval in foreign policy and most recent polling. How did he fare today in your eyes? Let me know. Thank you for watching CNN Tonight with D. Lemon right now. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.